Radio Chuck Dizzle DJ Head West Coast Hey man we got a family up in the, in the house with us right now uh, Homegrown homie You know what I'm saying From day one Burn Squad I mean I'm taking it back <laughs> Burn quick, Squad man. What um, is that? Uh, he, he, he's uh, You're talking about his complexion? Don't do that. Don't do that, man. We That's got called bad, colorism. We, we got bad luck in the building with us right now, man. What's bad up, luck. Welcome to the Homegrown Radio Podcast. Welcome back, homie. If it's okay, I first like to start this off Please. <laughs> by uh, congratulating you two brothers. Thank you, brother. Thank for you. doing wonderful work out here Thank you, on the man. West Coast, LA, and for just major radio anyway. Thank yeah. you, dog. And head, I also like to say oh. that I salute your elevation. My brother, I see you. I'm, I'm watching you rise. I've been, I've been there from day one, and I'm just watching you rise to be the go-to guy in LA and I absolutely love it. Man, thank you. It's dog. super dope. I really appreciate that, I mean, bro. For real. For I real. You were I really appreciate after that. I didn't know it was, it was coming no, next. I really, I, no, I, no, I really appreciate that. You I know see it, man. You you doing great work out here. And and I love seeing the guys who actually put the footwork in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Watch where your brothers come from. And 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 knowing you too. I, I know a lot of people that come up in a in a uh what I want to say the corporate world of what radio or music is yeah. and you know a lot of people don't really come for that come for this they just yeah. got jobs and end up being some of the so-called names of what this is but watching you guys come up from the ground up dealing with all the guys who were just rappers to superstars right. and then being who you are today watching your elevation y'all doing so much great work out here here you on I see you on TV and internet all over the place <laughs> and I'm just but I love it though cuz I and I love that you you never stop being you <laughs> on all these places. For real. You know what I mean? And it, it just scares me. They they still don't know at all the way who you are. But I love it though, man. I just thank, want to say thank that you, first dog. Of all. I appreciate man, that. Yeah. I'm sneak I'm sneaking in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I gotta I love like, it though. Oh, Trojan horse these people. Especially yeah. all my white friends. Like they love me right, right, right. as is. It'd mm-hmm. be like the black people I be worried about sometimes. You know how that go, man. They, 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 you know, you get to certain positions, man. They, they, they talk, they talk until they like you too much, right? You know what I mean? And then they start. I, we watched Charlamagne go through the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? That's I talk to him about right. it all the time. Yeah, bro. They, they, they was with him the whole time, and he got too cracking. Yeah. All of a sudden, the skin, and then all of a sudden, he it's always he, something. Yeah, all, it's always something. But what he, what he do is keep elevating. Mm-hmm. He, he never went backwards. So I'm watching head. I'm watching you guys do the same thing. You just keep going. Good part is you guys don't get a lot of criticism yet. I know directly you. Do I maybe do. I, obviously it's Twitter and Instagram and people saying all kind of things, but to the masses, you know, I think if people pretty much embrace you because they know you for real. It's not like you're a transplant. Yeah, you're from here they watch you grow up. We all really know y'all for real. So you don't deal with as much as maybe somebody else. But it, it, it we I know it's there and I know it's coming worse than that. You know what I mean? But as long as y'all y'all know what to do, keep yeah. going and keep rocking out. Thank you, bro. That, that means a lot because it's a lot of times like. When we go through it, it, just having that acknowledgement, not that we do it for that, because you know us yeah. straight up. We don't do it for that. Mm. But the fact that people like yourself, who we respect, and like you said, we we all came up together, um, and we we see you as a you know a, a prominent figure out here as Thank well you. in terms of just this this hip hop and just mm. being a speaker. And I, and I love personally what you're doing with your brand. Like a lot of people, if they don't they're not familiar with who Bad Luck is. You know what I mean in terms of doing the rap shit, yeah. like rapidly rap rap shit. You know, making songs as well, but at the same time, you've transcended your brand and kind of stepped away from the mic. You know, but doing more of the creative director stuff, doing more of the the, the hosting with the podcast. Thank you. Uh, and I definitely want to get into all of that too because I think it's a good story in terms of how to kind of move around and move around not only in this business but just as a man as well and yeah, growing up. Man, yeah. I, I want to talk about all of that, man. Let's let's do it. Um, so let, let's let's kind of take it to the the days of you saying you're stepping away. Right. Yeah. Kind of like retiring or just I don't know if you've made an official announcement, but I know a lot of people reached out to you for, for verses and things of that yeah. nature. You made like more of a, a conscious effort not to do that. And kind right. of talk about your decision. Why? And, and kind of rolling into the new uh, forms that you're doing right now. So for me to like, you know, like you said, a lot of people knew me as an artist, um, being a rap artist out here. Um, I talked to one of my good brothers, actually one of my co-hosts of my podcast about Drew, and he actually summed it up for me what I had been feeling for some years after my since my last project mm-hmm. and what it is is which is kind of ill what he said it kind of messed me up um, but then it made all the sense in the world he said the problem is a lot of times people don't like to admit this or they don't know where it's not always good to monetize your passion mm-hmm. uh, and and, and, and what happens is, is that we're told these cliche things, which in, in some form or fashion can be right, where, you know, find what you love to do and get paid from it, right? You heard, I, I, everybody yeah, heard I, I definitely saying. posted something like that on, on Twitter. Daily. A lot of us have. Yeah. Most of us have, right? Because we're all trying to get somewhere. What happens is, is that 
you you know once you get into the the thick the, the the under the layers of what that means sometimes you aren't prepared for what that, what that looks like mm-hmm. so you know it's like uh me being a, me being a rapper right so i i love the art form of rap music mm-hmm. right now what happens is everything that come with the rap music business i didn't like so what happens is i like Doing things I don't want to do is already a problem. As I started to get older also, mm-hmm. that's already a problem for me, right? It is not about me being lazy or not want to hustle or do the work. It's like when it comes to certain kind of energy, I don't want to deal with it or be in the same room with certain kind of energy. G- give me an example. Just, just so, off, for, off so for example, um, <clears throat> me, people, a lot of people don't know this. I hate performing. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you're not fucking with it at all? You I hate, hate it. it. Wow. Every time I ever performed, I, I understand my blessings and opportunities. And I, I look at things as amazing, performing in front of 20,000, 30,000 people. In that moment, it's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But before and after that, I'd rather had not. You know what I mean? Now I charge to the game as a memory and experience, part of the adventure, part of the story, right? But I never want to do I never want to. All I want to do is write the rap, put this rap on a song, and that song go do whatever it does. Now, was that part of the reason why you decided or, you know, by the grace of God, how your, your career went? You did more a lot of the writing as well. Yeah, I, that's, that's why I didn't have a lot of shows. You notice I never had a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. I never had a lot of, I didn't show up to a lot of appearances for things because it's not it's not an anxiety thing or anything like that it's just that i don't mess with a lot of people not because i'm just this dude where i just you know that i'm a real nigga i don't do it. no it's just that i don't vibe well with a lot of different energies like you know when y'all had something going i've been going to home room since a youngin i'm mean, since i've been starting in this yeah. yeah right since y'all was on the block in yeah. eagles right yeah. and before that in long beach yep. right so the energy was always right so when it come to y'all two was sparkling, you know, I was always like, oh, that's that's the house. Mando, right. Right? But in this business, you know, I didn't like the different energies that was around. It's deep. It's almost spiritual. Uh, you know, not to, you know, it's, it's real layered. No, I don't like to mix with those kind of energies. I don't like to do things I don't want to do. I don't like to be up five o'clock to go talk to a radio station for some people I don't even like. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to do that. So what happened was I started to hate the music. Oh, it, you know tra- it started to it started to go from just you hating the business of the music to the music to now you hate doing the whole shit. And I was wrong. I don't hate the music. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the art form. You know, I'm still a fan of MCs and lyricists and great songs, but I couldn't put in perspective what was wrong with it. So when I started to stay away, slowly stop going to the studio, slowly stop stop doing the albums, like stop really doing songs. I got like two or three albums in the tuck. Mm. But I just like kind of just kicked back, and then when I realized when, I, when my man broke it down to me, like, look, man, it's not all. It's not always good to monetize your passion. Sometimes your passion is just for that. Sometimes you might just want to do your passion for free and get paid doing something you're good at. Right, right. Uh, See, it's okay. like my man put it to me like this. He say, "Say if you're a chef, you love to cook." Right, you at the house. You cook all the time at the house. Do meals. People come over, do your thing, whatever, whatever. And people tell you, "Oh, you need to sell that." You know what I mean? You're good at that. You need to sell that. You know what, man? I think I might do it. You know, that's the thing. I got a gift, so let me sell it. What happens is when you start to sell in mass produce mass production, now you gotta you gotta cut down on ingredients. You gotta uh, you gotta deal with other people when they come to like co packaging and all that stuff yeah. like that. People tell you what you can and can't do. You quality can't use this. It's, it's so your quality starts to break down, and and what happens is you start to forget that it's what you love to do because now it became a business. Yeah. Now it's not art anymore. It's money. It's corporate. It's business. Right? You never love the business. Uh, you love to. You love to. Everybody likes to make money. Yeah. But you don't always love the business. Right? You know what I mean? Sometimes you just want to do what you do and let that be good. You might be an incredible cook, but you might be a better mechanic. You mean you might come up under your dad and he done taught you you know every, you know how to flip a car inside out, yeah. right? But you love to cook. You just decided to get paid from cooking. Cooking, leave that alone. You probably don't want you probably want, don't want to mix business in that. You it's you probably get more satisfied just cooking at the house when people come over. So it, <clears throat> let me ask you this. Being that with everything what you just said, mm-hmm. do you find it that you are happier now totally. that you stepped away from Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something real, real. I'm 40 years old, bro. Right, happy belated birthday! Thank you, too, man. Thank you. Congratulations, big. I'm I'm 40 years old, and and I don't mean it's flat out literally, but I'm the most happiest I've ever I've ever, ever been, and I'm the brokest I've ever been. Mm. Literally, you know what I mean? Now I hustle, I do my thing, make little dollars here and there, do my thing, but I'm the most happiest. It's the most freeing I've ever been. 
most free, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, no, I get it. In my mind and it's what I got to do today and tomorrow, you know, everything I'm doing, I kind of want to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Whether it's podcasting. Do I do everything from podcasting? I stopped being an artist to become creative director so I can help Airplane James, do my new artist, Airplane James, D-Lo and Smitchy, do that. And nurture them, help with that, any kind of guidance I can. But I I let them be young. I can't be their age, Mm -hmm. right? So I let them be young and cool. And I lend advice when I'm supposed to and then do some business part, right? Mm -hmm. Do I drive Uber? Like, niggas don't even know I drive Uber. And And what's crazy about Uber is I love it. Really? Word. Do I meet the most exciting and craziest people every day? Let me tell you some crazy shit real quick. <clears throat> Not to cut you off, but um, I just talked to uh, Fonte and, mm-hmm. and Big Pooh. And Big Pooh said that, he, you know, he was doing Uber and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he said, like, every now and then he, people would recognize him. Yeah. And, you know, be like, oh, shit, aren't you? You look like a rapper that I know. You look like Big Pooh. He's like, yeah, do I? Do you get that too? Yes. And let me. T- what's crazy is, see, respect goes a long way. I, I always treated people with respect. I always I was never rude to nobody. It's this not a man, look, if I have if I have haters, I don't recognize them. And I don't know them. I'm sure somebody somewhere don't like something. Somebody, right. right? <clears throat> but respect goes a long way. When I meet people in the car that knows me, oh bad luck, oh, oh, that's bad luck, whatever, whatever. You know what I always get? Hey bro, I see you, bro. Get your money. Do your thing, bro. Mm. I fuck with your music, waiting for your next album. Mm. It was so it, I I've I've garnered so much respect out here that when you do see me, anything I do is commendable. Mm. No matter what it is, every time you see me do anything, mm-hmm. it's 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 layered in respect. So even if it's something you don't necessarily agree with, you look at me as a stand-up, well, with well, bad luck, but it's got a good reason why he's doing that. Right. So every time I do see some, I, I picked up media people. I done picked up friends before on accident. Right. Luck, what's up, G? What's up, man? And plus I never heard from the fact that I drive right. Uber also. I talk about it on my podcast. I I don't hide too much anything. You know what I mean? I, I'm too cool to be embarrassed, so I just say anything first. Gotcha. I say everything Not first. Happening. I talk about my girlfriend all the time. I yeah. talk about driving Uber. I talk about the time I almost lost her, the hurt I went through with that. Crazy. So I, I, I stay an open book. So um, just so I feel like it's like as you get older, you kind of just want to open up. And I don't have time to be lying, fronting, playing games, or being this person that I don't want to be. And I know I got to go home and look at people that see me like – as like no, that's you're Terrence. You're not whoever you said that dude right. was. Do you, do you ever feel like the, the the music business tried to make you into that? No, 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 no. I, I didn't deal with. I, you, there's probably levels where people get to that level where you're ridiculous. You're like a crazy superstar, and I'm right. sure those conversations are being had. Yeah. But if you was at my level, I'm, if anybody tell you they was going through that shit at my level, they probably lying. Like, yeah, got you. You ain't making enough money for somebody to be trying to tell you what the sell out for something. You know what I mean? I wouldn't it wouldn't Well not I, even that. Just just the fact of being a being being a rapper, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? The whole the, the the notion behind that in terms of not saying that you're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And and talking about th- certain things. No, nah, not me. Not me. And it, it was crazy as um I always say, man, <laughs> me and Prop uh coming up together also too is a different, right? They handle Prop different than they handle me. I mean people in general, not just like Diamond Lane. Mm-hmm. Like people try to pitch Prop all kind of crazy things. Mm-hmm. Like ideas, th- what he should do mm-hmm. and all these crazy things. And he never wanted to do none of it, right? Um but they didn't approach me the same way because the way I kicked back and the kind of music they got from me was like luck is doing that. Yeah. No matter what we what we talking about or ideas we have, luck is doing that. And it never came off as I was trying to be a superstar or trying to be, or even trying to be the star. Yeah. I just, I love the fact that somebody said I was dope. Somebody told me I was dope one day, dog, and I never stopped rapping. <laughs> straight, up. straight up. Straight up. Straight up. And let me was. ask you something. You brought up, you brought up problem. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, I want to like tap into that because mm-hmm. I feel like that that diamond lane, I don't want to call it a run, mm-hmm. but it was a point of it time. Was a run. It was a, it was like <laughs> that shit was crazy. Yeah. And it was a lot of party rock uh sex drugs and rock and roll mm-hmm. i would say mm-hmm. right so during that during that whole period you you were still as unhappy as you said you were before yeah i was high though oh <laughs> yeah I, he said nasty. i was high yeah, though. yeah I, I, so i look back and i had some amazing like i said man i always count my memories as i mark them down as like great moments and I have fun right but when it got down to once the high was gone then i was miserable like really? you know I, mean? I don't mean to the point like depression. Yeah, but I just mean to the point like, what am I doing? Like, so w- what I'm saying is, uh, you you say you were high as far as like I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, literally. So let me so I, you, I can really explain that. I was p- pills. Got you, dude. It was to the point where I remember when, when I told myself I had to wean myself off pills. I was TMI. I was sitting on the toilet one day, and my I, I felt the feeling of what high feels like. 
Like if you ever did not shoot you too, but you're I know you definitely I know you didn't want to have, but if you ever did Molly or XC, it's this rising feeling that comes over you when your high about to kick in. It's like a euphoric kind of feeling. Not necessarily sex, but just like Oh my God! Like I feel amazing. Over, I feel fucking amazing. And where's it coming from? That feeling came over me, and I, I ain't done. I have done pills in maybe weeks, and a feeling came over me. And when it when it kicked in, I was on the toilet like, "What the fuck is this?" And my legs started shaking, and I'm like, "Nigga, I ain't even doing drugs, but this is the feeling." And I was like, "I'm about to die." Damn! Oh my God! I'm about to die because I, I there's no I didn't I wasn't. You could explain it. I couldn't explain it, and nobody ever told me about that part. If you're doing it daily, 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 doing pills, it's like pills, your body pills, has pills. reserves of it somewhere. Your, in your body, body got just, reserves wow. of it. It should start kicking back up. Wow! And I, it was kicked up when I, I was even off it. So, oh, so you hadn't done it for some time. So it was like I, oh, yeah, I like got weeks. Some, I the, got some extra stuff. And I was right on the toilet. Here. I remember I was on the toilet one day. My legs, that Damn. feeling started coming up, and I started my legs start shaking, and I couldn't even stop it. That's crazy. So, which let me know was, oh, it's taking control of you. Mm. Like, and so I got a thing about, you know, things taking control of me. A lot of people don't know. I got a lot of issues in my head that I deal with, mm. you know, but I, what, what helps me with them, I talk about all these things. My weight is kind of like the same thing where I feel like I've, I was always a big dude and I was always funny. I was, I'm sorry, I wasn't always a big guy. But after high school, I stopped playing basketball. I started rapping. Yeah. I, was, I literally was the kid that had the ball every day down the street. and do the ball, you know. I started rapping in 1995. I literally never picked up a basketball or didn't run ever again. Wow. So I always ate like I ate. You know what I mean? So I started getting big, and as, as I got later on in my life, I started to be unhappy with that, my size. But I love food so much, like educational-wise and just eating. I love food, too. I do, but it got to be a cap. Mm-hmm. You got to cap yourself. You got to have some kind of discipline. On food, I'm trying to learn, but I still kind of don't have no discipline with that. So I find myself— go in, Luck. Like, I go, go in, in. I do. I always have. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, what happens and what messes me up is I always have a—it's— uh, for me, it's education also. I love learning about the kind of food flavors, mm-hmm. how it's prepped, how it's prepared, where it comes from, the origins, right? So I'm getting into all that as a real foodie. The problem is, the other side is, you just eat when you're depressed or eat when you're happy or eat when you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So now you have a problem, you know? So people know me as, you know, he's always happy, laughing, cool. You can joke about my weight. I got more jokes about me than right, you do. Right, right, right. Fat <laughs> joke's probably the best joke ever in life. Yeah. Ever. Just hands down. You never run out of them, right? Can't get out yet. So... But what happens is when I get down to be by myself and I sit there, I'm looking at myself, or I can't fit nothing, I can't buy nothing because nothing fit in that store, then I was like, damn, my nigga, you got to control yourself. You know what I mean? So I deal with them problems. And kind of like the same thing in rap where I was going, I was so high, I was doing, you got to think, man, y'all know me before Mollywood era. Facts. I wasn't even rapping like that. Nah. Pussy, 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 dick, uh, fucking drugs. I wasn't rapping like that. I was high. And that's what came out. What is? What do you think got you on the drugs? Just uh, fucking around. I remember the first time I ever did a appeal. One of my partners, I don't want to say his name, but one of my guys, uh, they were already doing drugs, high power shit, coke, Molly pills, all kind of shit. Don't um, get that confused with TDE. I know people hear the high power shit. No, man. no rap. Oh no, no rappers right, at right, all. Right. I'm sorry, no rappers at all. I just it's my man, my I man, my you, brother, my brother. So I don't really, you know. Um, and they were doing pills, ecstasy. I'm a Scorpio, so I'm already like in the head. Different with sex shit, right? <laughs> and uh, and um, I wanted to feel that feeling, like mm-hmm. of like sex. It's explained like, oh, this is sex on a, like another level of sex. So I started popping pills of ecstasy, and that feeling I never felt that before, and it didn't have too many bad side effects for me. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't afraid of what happened. That what happened after that, I didn't risk. know. Was yeah. it was it true what they were saying about yes. about the ecstasy? My nigga, the first time I ever took first time I ever took pills, my best friend is a girl named Cece. You probably one of y'all probably met her. Mm-hmm. I know y'all met her. Um I was at her house laying in the bed and they were all going to the club. It was her little brother's birthday. And I'm laying in the bed and I'm I didn't want to leave the bed because the sheets felt that good. Wow. Like if you left me there on T another TMI moment. It's gonna be a gag of TMI moment. <laughs> if you left me there, I probably would have came. Really, I was. I was in the, that's why I hate explaining pills to people. They're, I can't. I can't give it to you a bad way. Even now, even with my addiction, right? I can't sell it to you. The only, the only way I'll tell you about it is I'm selling it to you. So you got to be strong mind like you. You never no drugs, no right, nothing, right? right. right. You got to be uh, somebody like you to be like, I still ain't fucking with it. Yeah. But talking to anybody else, I'm gonna sell it. Yeah. Because I don't know no other way to give it to you. Right. I didn't have no other bad other than me being addicted. But the feeling, I never felt nothing like it. So you said that the moment you decided to kick all that. Was, I didn't say kick. I said try to wean myself off. Got it. Choose my words very wisely. There, there, there you go. So, I was hot this weekend. The moment you decided to try to wean yourself off, <laughs> that moment when you went to the toilet. Yeah. 
right. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's something. Do you do you say you struggle with it, or is it just kind of like I, I I I do better. So that was the last time, and that was about two, two maybe two years ago. Okay. And I just did something for my birthday. So as of right now, it's, it's in moderation. I mean, I guess two years to now. What 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 makes you want to 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 take the drugs? Is it just the feeling, or is it, or is it an escape? Uh, just the feeling. At this point in my life, I I don't want to escape nothing. I, I want to deal with everything head on. I did that because it's my birthday. I turned forty, and I wanted to do something a little different. I don't mean like pills was different. I went to a party that was different, mm. and then so the drugs had to be different. Gotcha. You know I mean, so I did. I just kind of engulfed myself in, in what that was. Gotcha. You know, so it wasn't. I, I, I don't I don't run from nothing. I, I deal with everything head on as far as my problems and issues, even my thoughts, even my insecurities. That's why I don't, that's why I talk about it. Because if I talk about it, it's gonna force me to deal with it either one day or somebody gonna help me with it. You know, my, I, I love my brother Fuzzy. Right, Fuzzy randomly calls me like, even if it's like twice a year, mm-hmm. like, look, bro, I gotta get you out there. We gotta go walking and running. Yeah, something. on some random shit, bro. Right, right. Yeah, Fuzzy hit me, bro. Like, look, what's up, man? What you doing? Hey, we got get, we got get out. We got to start walking. We gonna yeah. start running, doing something. I love Fuzzy head. for that. Right, it's my brother for that. If I don't talk to him for nothing else, he gonna at least try to plant that. He gonna try to do that for me. Have y'all he been know, walking at all? Huh? Have you ever been walking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Me and my yeah. lady go walking and stuff like that no, but randomly. Saying, well, I'm yeah. talking about with him. Has, has he? No, I haven't. Him? We okay. haven't. We haven't. But that's he did half. He did the halfway part. Gotcha. It's really on me. Makes sense. But he reach out to check. I mean, he's concerned, and I'm his brother, so he want to see me do or live. Yeah, I get you know what I mean. I, he found I, that shows me he finds value in me, and he wants me to live. Yeah, let me tell so, you some crazy you know. shit. Fuzzy told us. He, Fuzzy told me one day he went to the doctor, and he I think it was just when he was just getting in his thirties, mm. and he went to the doctor. And he said the doctor told him he said you got more years behind you than you do ahead of you if you don't lose weight. Straight up. And then he's like, that's what did it for him. That's Straight what. Up. That's what. What do you think would do it for you? I don't know. I went to the doctor one time, and the doctor told me my blood pressure was uh, almost two hundred something. God damn! What is it supposed to be? Like one, what one, one, one eighty over twenty, one twenty over eighty, something like that. Damn. And and I, I I started I started doing my you know no salt no yeah grease type shit no fried. I did that for about a couple of months and dropped it all the way down to like one thirty some some I forgot the numbers, but down almost back to average. I just start fucking off again. Like that's kind of how my life has been where I'll check myself on something and go on a good run and then like naturally go off into something. Mm-hmm. It's never like I'm stressing about something. I, you know, then I go off. It's like life, like the patterns of how I get down. You know what I mean? I'll pay for it one day, but I got to fix it before I pay for it. And I know that. So that's why I say it and remind myself out loud, you know, so I got to deal with it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, it's been some dangerous levels. So, uh, something else that the people know you for, obviously, back in the day, is crazy songwriter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like you've written hit records for people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever feel some kind of way about the credit for those things? I have. I did at one point. I used to, I, man. I used to when I first did the uh, I want to rock record for Dog, which at that moment was the biggest record I I, I wrote. Um, I want to rock for Snoop Dogg was huge. Huge, bro. It was the Snoop first time. The first time I did it, Snoop went to New York after that, and Snoop I, and it was crazy. I lost the voicemail. Snoop called me and I didn't answer the phone. I was in New York on tour with Warren, mm. and Snoop called me. I'm sorry, Snoop was in not New York, he was somewhere else, but I was in New York with Warren. Mm. He left a voicemail. He was in a club and they ran it back like twelve times. Snoop was on my voicemail talking about, "Cause you got one, you got one." He was. I'm talking about like a minute voicemail, bro. Like Snoop, yeah, right. talking on your voicemail <laughs> for a minute. That's a lot on it. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so at that time, I'm in the club and I'm going doing all the things, and nobody know I did it. You know what I mean? I took the bread. You know, that's why I was never mad. Look, man, I, I look at it now like I did that. I'm comfortable with knowing I did that. At the time, it hurt a little bit. It, um, it ain't nobody fault. I made a move. My nigga told me, man. Ain't no such thing as bad business. He don't mean that literally. Ain't no such thing as bad business. You did. You signed what you signed. Mm. Like especially if you looked over it, and no matter what was going on in your life at that moment, that was for you. That was for you. Yeah. You 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 took that. Like, mm-hmm. and I was blessed with some of the opportunities I had to take that. So, a lot a lot of my friends didn't. A lot of friends got credit for a lot of things. Did did great things, stuff like that. But in my life, the way my life was going at the time, I took a big ass check. And handle business with that check, though. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't fuck it off. I handled my thing, you know. So I used to be in a club. It used to bother me, bro. But I've I've done so much in my life that I charge it on my memory list. 
my incredible things. I always say I live the most incredible life without a dollar in my pocket. Mm. I live my life better than I'm talking about as far as like things I've done, experiences. I've done way I've done way more than the majority of people on this earth. Absolutely. Without a fucking dollar. Right. Bro, you know what I mean? Just being a good dude, people taking me along under their wing, flying me somewhere for free, pulling me on tour. I had no money, but they got me. Mm. You know what I mean? My brother my brother's Damani showed me unimaginable shit. Being with him and him taking me under his wing and showing me things and restaurants, celebrities. So now I look at it that like, man, you did that. Like, why you gotta? Why every everybody don't have to know. Right. And then the people who know me know. <laughs> exactly. So you know what I mean. So I just kind of look at it like that. Like, oh, that was a dope experience, and I did that. I was there. That's all that matters. Do you do you ever look at shit like that as a mistake, like a regret? Or do you like I know you say you charge it up to the yeah, game as yeah. far as your memories, but knowing what you know now, yeah, would you go back and change it and not sign the paperwork and take the credit over the money or vice versa? No, because in, in, in a fantasy world, that would make sense. In a fantasy world, yes, I would do that, right? But what happened, there was no other option. Got you. You know what I mean? Mm. I took the option that was allotted. Yeah. I argued mine. They know. All the, all the people I ever did a bit of wit, and if I didn't take some early on in my credit, whatever, they knew that that I fought for mine, right? But the option was slim to none. I'm doing bad. I live with my mama. I got shit going on. I got, I, you know what I mean? Thank God I have a kid at the time. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I was, it was damn bad. So I took a big ass check here, there, here, do my thing, whatever. But what it also did was kept my relationship with some of these people priceless. Mm. I'm still getting called on for work and I'm getting credit for it. Cause I done my thing already. Yeah, I done did the hard part. Why I done went through my bumps and bruises of not taking credit for something, but the, I, I I done kept that relationship so solid. They always call on me. I was just in a snoop, a super uh, just in the studio with Snoop like a couple of months ago, writing some amazing shit. Yeah, for a way bigger thing. Right, ain't got my credit, and the relationship with him is priceless. That's always gonna be Snoop Dogg. Facts. So he know he can always call on me. His brother gonna come through, and I'm gonna do my one too. Yeah. You know so. I did at one point, but that would be a fantasy thing where if either or, yeah, I mean, obviously, I ain't going to lie to you. I totally would have took my credit, but that option went a lot at the time. So what I did was took what was owed to me, the cash, and then I, you know, kept that relationship solid. Kept it moving. Yeah. Now, we were talking about, um, you know, the the feelings that you've got going. You said you don't deal with any any issues in terms of, like, mentally, right? Yeah. But somebody like— Not, not any issues mentally. No, I'm sorry. But, but, I'm sorry. Let me, let me choose my words. Mm-hmm. Like, you you said when it comes to the, to the rap or to the, to the music of the rapping, right? Yeah. That's not what you deal with. It's not like something that's you know you don't deal with those issues in terms of like society and fucking just mental shit like yeah. that, right? But somebody like a Summer Walker, mm-hmm. right? Who's who's clearly in the limelight mm-hmm. right now, and like I think she recently canceled like some shows, yeah, tours and, and tours. So mm-hmm. do do you understand like what she goes through in terms of like the shit that she says she's battling, or is it kind of like yo, you stepped into the business, you should kind of understand that this comes with the territory? No, nobody knows what comes with territory. Everybody says that, yeah. Nobody knows, you know, majority of people say you should know, never been in the business. Yeah. You know how people try to tell you about what it's like to be a DJ or what the radio should play? Bro, Absolutely. Yeah, Bro, I, you, I, you don't know enough. what this business is going on Bro. <laughs> behind the scene. So with myself, I look at it like this. If someone is serious, be serious. Since you don't know that, be serious. Mm. I make my jokes. On my Instagram page, I clown everybody. Everybody. Handicapped, black, white, gay, tall, fat, skinny. Everybody, everybody get Everybody it. get on my page, right? But when it comes to something like Summer Walk, my brother deals with social anxiety. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's not as bad, I want to say, as far as seeing him out in public and stuff like that. But he he deals with that, where he don't want to go places because it's a lot of people there. You know what I mean? So somebody like Summer, it's like I'm looking at her, and I'm like, how how do I make it up in my mind that she's faking or playing? I don't I never met that woman in my life, bro. I don't know what her acting face looked like. Facts. You know what I mean? So if she looked like she's absolutely in, in fear, standing on stage, accepting an award, in my mind, I'm like, bro, that got to be torture. Yeah. That got to be torture. Look, and I'm, I'm and it's going to be a crazy comparison, but look at it like this. People are always, um, you know, uh, attacking the LGBT community for how they their lifestyle and how they want to live their life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when they talk about coming out, you know, people always say, "Man, just come out. Nobody care." This, bruh, do you know? Do you know what it's like? I've never in my life dealt with not feeling like I'm not who I am in in, in my in my body. Correct. How do I know what it feels like to be sitting here in front of y'all and I don't even want? I'm not even me mm. in real life. Like I'm sitting with my boys 
and you're around a gang of girls and you got to act like you like them mm. or vice versa. Yeah. Because your brother's going to think something or your family going to, your dad going to disown you or your mama. You, they, they, the reason why they have a lot of these thoughts is their conversations that have been around them their whole life about the hate of what's going on with that. Yeah. I, I wish my son would wear I wish my daughter would do it. Should be be kicked out this. How you gonna just come out and do some stuff like that? Like it must be torture to be walking around not being you, yeah. the real you. So with Summer Walker, it gotta be torture for her to be like, look, I'm dealing with something real. This is what I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. and then all y'all do is laugh and say, "No, nah, you lying." Right. And it's, it's still early in her career too. I mean, so that's, that's the. I think that's the tragic part about it is because there's certain things that play out and people don't. See, and it's like, yo, this is still early. I mean, what do you, what do you want her to? I mean, God forbid she does something like commit suicide before you say, oh, okay, no, she wasn't faking. Like, yeah, and, and that's the thing, too, bro. Look, these people, these people, Ari Lennox and, 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 um, and um, Summer Walker, <laughs> bro, they did some music one day or, or sung on the internet one day, and then boom, Pop. millions of people. Yeah. The next day. Yeah. Like, bro, I was, if I'm just rapping on my computer at home, I'm just rapping on computer at the house. I didn't know that was going to go viral tomorrow, and now I got a deal, and millions of people are looking at me, and I got to be here in front of thousands of people, and you don't know what my issues are, my mental stability. You don't know nothing, right? And then when that happens, you tell me, what you mean? That come with the business. I don't know what come with the business. Right. I've never been in the business. Bruh, I've been, I've been doing this music thing for almost 20 years. I don't know what's in the business. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never, I've never, it's like somebody trying to tell you about being a millionaire. You never made a million dollars before? Right. Then don't tell me about being no millionaire. Right, right. Like, you know what I mean? I remember I was, I was talking to uh, Roddy Jerkin one day, and his dad, was, his dad's a contract genius, right? Um, and his dad, and I, I'm not sure if his dad is still live or not, so respectfully, I don't I don't know, you know, excuse me if, if it is, it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But he was saying how he messed Roddy's first deal up because he had a dude who never made a million dollars dealing with a million, million dollar, multi-million dollar contract. Mm. He said, how are you going to have somebody who never made a million dollars do a deal with, for somebody, with somebody for millions of dollars? It's the same thing in people in this business. I don't know what it's like to make a million dollars. I don't know what it's like to make a $100,000, do a $100,000 show. Mm. I don't know what it's like to have a hit record on every radio station in the country. Mm. So how do I know how to deal with that? Even if I hear about it, how do you know what to come with that? Right. You know what I mean? I'm low. Key, I've been low key bad luck locally in LA for years, and my little groupie shit I dealt with was small potatoes compared to being a known nigga to be, being a Kendrick Lamar. Facts, right? Like you know what I mean? Like so, how do we, any of us know how to deal with that? So it's kind of rude. It, it's kind of rude to tell head that your anxiety is not real. People talk about Charlamagne all day. Come on, why are you still on this health mental health shit? What? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Right, right, Why are right. you still on that? We could be on. I could be on my bullshit. I used to be on. Right. All the time. All the time. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm out here fighting for something, parading for something, putting money behind something. Mm-hmm. Now I'm wanting too much. So this just let me know how the game could be filthy. Um, it's part of the reason why I never want to be famous, and because I don't want to deal with people in that aspect. You know what I mean? In what uh, aspect? Uh, uh, of being famous and being a star, being everybody, somebody always looked at and having a certain kind of. I'm a fuck up. I'm 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 gonna do messed up things. I'm gonna say crazy stuff, and I don't want to have to keep apologizing for the way I live my life. Truly, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's crazy to think like every like, every time I walk out my house, I gotta turn into Beyonce. No, what's crazy is what's even crazier mm-hmm. is that we now live in a society where you have to apologize for being yourself, which is nuts. And this is, po- is quote unquote quote unquote a free country. There's a flip side to that too, though, right? So the other side to that is. Sometimes being yourself is can really fuck some shit up. Facts. Sometimes being yourself, look, man. One thing I hate for girls to say is, uh, or guys and girls, to say, "Man, this is me. Take me as I am. This, this is it. This is what you get." I'm, I'm keeping it real. Mm. The problem with keeping it real is it ain't always right. Mm. It's just real. That's true. You know what I mean? What does that mean? People often, people, people, you know, uh, um, compare the word real to like good. No, it's like, it just means it's real. It just means what I said, I meant it. But Chuck, now Chuck is heartbroken, or he lost his family over it, or or Head feel disrespected. If if Head want to fight somebody, that means I really disrespect Head because Head is a good dude. <laughs> I'm not right. fighting. You're no, not right. fighting, right? But I'm saying if I said something, you want to fight somebody, <laughs> and I kept it real, and I'm like, man, I kept it real. He got to deal with that. No, that's not right. Nah. Well, the thing is, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. In, in principle, but I also believe in true authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and this this is just, you know, this is some DJ head shit. Got it. I feel like most people 
are afraid to be them their authentic self right because of how society treats people in that way so totally that's why I kind of like beat my chest with that like the authenticity yeah. thing is because I want people to be authentically authentically yourself and no you don't live your truth no you don't why not see this is the thing look being off being authentic being being authentic it still lines with that just because I didn't tell you how I felt about this thing don't mean I'm not being real with you Sometimes the time isn't warranted for this. It's not. Like sometimes it's like omitting. Like girls have a problem with guys omitting things yeah. because we omit for dirty reasons, right? But sometimes I know our mental spaces are in the same place. I know we're on different levels, whether up or down, we're not on the same level. So this isn't needed for this conversation. My brother Burr say, uh, it's, he called it tiered conversations, mm -hmm. right? The conversation I have with you, probably wouldn't be the same I have with Chuck mm -hmm. because Chuck couldn't handle the kind of shit I would say to you right now. Gotcha. So I have two different conversations. It's not that I didn't keep it real with him. It's I respect him enough to not disrespect him. So I either I find a way to deal with him in a different kind of manner or I just don't. That don't mean I'm not being authentic. That means I know I'm, I'm having I'm having tiered conversations out here with people on how to deal with anything. And it, not to go against what you say, I agree with that. I think people should be authentic what happens is I fight myself on that because logically I have a problem with things people say sometimes or what they're doing sometimes. So it can get real dangerous with everybody being their authentic selves because what comes with that is we only talk about what you feel or what you would say in a, in a moment of dealing with somebody, right? But what about your deepest, darkest shit? Same like, thing. I know that. But your deepest, darkest shit, whatever, can get a gang of people in trouble. Not only yourself, but you. Because you know that sometimes it ain't always right no matter, I, mean, I got stuff going on in here that ain't always right. Facts. Like, you know what I mean? And 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 it ain't about not keeping it real. It's about like, no, this ain't right for anybody. But I got to deal with certain shit myself to be, to watch out for what I say and how I handle people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I'm, I mean, I'm, in the, I'm in the car, bro. I'm dealing with white people a lot of the time trying to deal with what kind of conversation they're going to have with this black man who speaks for all black people at this moment in time. <laughs> You know what I mean? True. So, and then I have people that been testing me in the car. I've been tested in that car, bro. Hey, something. What you mean? Uh, this white white guy told me, um, bro. He said, bro, you don't you don't be you don't be, you don't get bothered by people saying the word nigger, do you? Woo! In the <laughs> car. White guy told me that his partner <laughs> who isn't drunk. I'm talking about what the most shocked and embarrassed face ever. Bro, hey, bro, I'm so sorry, bro. I don't know what's up with him. No, you know what's up with him, but it's cool, you know. And bro, he said, bro, what you mean? I like the Lakers. He starts no. stacking it up. You know what I mean? We see like the Lakers. It wasn't even that. It I was? got, I, it's not even I got a friend that's black. Yeah, I got it's not yeah, even I got, I got, I got, wow. you know, I got a whole team of niggas. So what so, but what happened was what happened was I've learned a lot, which which I'm I, I pride myself in, is I heard um I heard Eddie Murphy. I don't know if y'all watch Coffee Coffee Cards and yes, Comedians, right? I love that show. You're, you've seen the one with Eddie Murphy, obviously seen the one yeah. with Eddie Murphy. When he said him and Jerry Springer, him and Jerry Springer, Lord yeah. have mercy. Him and Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. <laughs> Comedians, not that I'm a comedian, but you know, I kind of got that twisted mind. Mm -hmm. We can find comedy in anything. Right. So what happens is when I hear certain things, I realize where I am in thought in my mental space. And you show me where you are. So I'm literally above that mm. at the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I could have flipped out, knocked your head off, and did a gang of violent shit in the car, but it would have did me way worse than it did you. I'm not talking about some police brutality shit. I just mean like, what is this gonna do to my day to a sucker? Mm. Like, I got shit going on, man. I got family to love me. Right. I got a cool podcast. Yeah. You know, I'm doing amazing. I got artists to nurture. I talk me and Bird talk about how to make other niggas rich. Mm. We're having those kind of conversations, right? To let this dude that I don't even know that's in my car for five minutes your whole fuck my whole off. shit off. Yeah. So I laughed. Mm. I laughed. And I wasn't mad after, to keep it real. As much shit as I talk on the internet, I wasn't even mad after. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? I didn't, have to, I didn't take a long time to deal with that in my head mentally. I knew what it was immediately. Oh, okay, I'm here, you're there. That's fine. It's not an arrogant thing. Everybody's not on your level. But we'll stoop down to it to prove a point. I have no points to prove. Mm. None. I agree with you. You know? But I also think, too, like, sometimes, like, I think if you could be your your authentic self 100% mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. time, you just have to be willing to accept whatever comes with that. Totally. And so as long as somebody is willing to accept what comes with that, which I am one of those people. Right, right, right. I'm okay with everybody keeping it authentic yeah, yeah. at I, all times. I agree with you. I, we, but I, I, I think you would also agree with 
Let's now we now being a realist that we are, right? You know the majority of people can't do neither. Facts. Can't they can't deal with the consequence of that or deal with the reaction on what they do to people That's a correct. dealing with that. That's a correct. So so if we deal in the real world, which we are, right? Then I'm like, well, that can't really happen. But in but yes, I would love that. You know, then I would know who's racist, who's a sex offender, who's an asshole. I wanna know. I, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna know too. But then again, man. Sometimes you got to watch yourself. Like you, you may be a little more controlled. That is right? true. And I'm, I'm still working on myself to where I know I'm on a certain level and somebody else is, but I don't know where I might snap. I don't need to know that about everybody I stand around. Bruh, I, you probably wouldn't even go to work mm. on some realness. I would. Probably. But you know what? I ain't going to lie, though. Mm -hmm. I, I understand I understand myself to understand enough that I'm not the status quo. Got like, right, I, right, I'm, right. I'm definitely a fucking weirdo. You, I'm a, a unicorn. I'm, I'm an eyeball. Yeah, I'm right, an eyeball. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm an eyeball for right, sure. Right. Because, and it's almost like somebody somebody accused me of being a sociopath mm -hmm. because it's like, I'm like, bro, I don't really know the no, full I'll, definition of that. Like, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that. I'll peg you as a sociopath. Exactly. Yeah, but not. it was like the way you can compartmentalize. Like, I can be okay with a... I've had full-blown full, on, full -blown conversations mm -hmm. with skinhead, neo-Nazi, mm -hmm. racist motherfuckers, right? And I just want an atheist. I believe yeah. in God. Yeah. I'm talk to a Bulek Kev is an atheist. I know that. Okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I could have full, like, so the way I'm able to comp compartmentalize, you're right, is completely probably abnormal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When it comes yeah. to the majority of people who we're totally. going to interact with on a daily basis. So if you know you move like that, you know, you got to be being comfortable with that. But you are very comfortable in that. I think that's why that's why somebody would say you're a sociopath. <laughs> but me knowing you, there's no arrogance in it. Nah. Which takes that out the sociopath column. You know what I mean? It's, Head understands that he operates a certain kind of way. And he's comfortable in operating that way. And the people who know him and love him, they know him as that. So there's some people who are arrogant about that. I think this and I'm rare and I'm the shit because of it. Gotcha. No, no. He just understands the world. I mean, he's a realist. Like I I peg myself to be a realist where I deal with the world. Like I, I told myself, I don't mean this literally because I had an argument with somebody about this. I told myself I'm a person who don't subscribe to anything. Right. <laughs> and I, I say that because I say that because I'm forever learning and my mind is forever changing. Yeah. Every time some, every time I learn something, somebody proves me otherwise other or another way. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I had a, a not a dispute. I had a dispute. Me and Debbie was out a eating one day and you know I told her the kind of like the same thing and she said well what about the uh the ultimate truth so what does that mean you know ultimate truth about what you know and she said sometimes you just can't deny something some things are the ultimate truth right and I'm like no because all of this is perspective mm. and everything is subjective facts so I can literally see something differently than head I grew up with eight planets and and seven servings of bread in the food pyramid and that shit is bullshit. You grew up with eight? Bruh. Nine. What is nine? It was eight, seven servings of bread every day you're supposed to eat. Bruh. To maintain a balanced diet. How we live life, we all individually live life different and we see different things in certain kind of ways. Right. I understand that it's forever changing. Yeah. Right? We, if you want to talk about religion, mm -hmm. spirituality, it's always changing. That's literally right. one of the reasons why I don't debate people. Because it's like, if we can walk outside, I see the sky is blue, and you see this green, what, what's to say it's different, you know what I'm saying, to your, yeah. your head than mine. I can but, describe but, it all one way, but it's like, you, you see You it can't argue with somebody open enough, open enough to listen. True. You gotta, it, I'll argue with anybody. Mm. But if I have to know that you're open enough to listen to what I'm telling you. If we if we disagree at the end of that, that's totally fine. Yeah. But I have to know your mind is open enough to hear me, it's what I'm saying there. to you, and vice versa. Mm. That way I can learn something. So you may be like, the sky is purple. And at the end of the day, I'll be like, damn, but that do make sense. Now I gotta go reevaluate what I think about the goddamn sky. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I, I'm open enough to do that. Yeah. So that's why I say my mind is always changing. I'm always forever moving around in thought, but I always base it. And I, 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 I wanna say love. And I say that because I always, I wanna pride myself in being a quote unquote good person, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think if I pride myself in being a good person, for example, let me cut it. For example, my mom's a devout Christian. My grandma was a devout Christian when she was alive. Um, I don't. I was a devout Christian for many years until I had to unlearn that and learn other things, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing about Christianity, which I don't agree with, right? I don't. Ne let me not say I don't agree with it. It's a lot of things I don't agree with in the Bible, right? Um, but one thing Christianity did for my grandma and my mom is made them two of the most beautiful peaceful, loving women I ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. So if something did that for them, how can it be that bad? Right. You know what I mean? So it, it may not be for me, but I don't talk down on it. Right. You know what I mean? So I always deal with it, deal with a life in that kind of way. Like, 
oh, that's just for them. Or that's just for her or him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can rock with that. I really want to talk to him and learn. You know, I have conversations like that all the time. I argue with a guy in my car about um, atheists, and, and he was a Christian, and I told him I was an atheist. And he said, well, you, you believe in— You were an atheist. I told him I, were, I was not an atheist. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I believe in God. I just don't believe in uh, the story of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The story of Jesus Christ. I feel that. You know what I mean? And then, so he pegged me as atheist. Uh, so, which let me know, oh, you don't understand, mm -hmm. not me. So now I know how to handle this conversation because I'm not gonna argue with you. Right. And I understand, I understand my mental state is at this moment is above yours at this, at this time. So <laughs> I'm not, you know what I mean. So you can't hear me. You just talking. You know what I mean. You got to know when to duck out them conversations. The conversation you were talking about. Right. right. Knowing when to release yourself of them conversations because mm -hmm. you'll be dragged down a rabbit hole of fuck shit. Gotcha. You know what I mean. I don't got time for it. Right. Now, look, is there anything that you're an advocate for, like something that you stone cold believe in that you put every last dollar, just whatever, anything that you're an advocate for? My lady, my family. Fa is, that, family? is that what you meant? Yeah. I you mean, said that... you don't subscribe to anything, so. Yeah, yeah, I did say that. So you're like, Which means that's forever changing. So it, would you say relationships or is it family? Like, <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there, Ed? Fuck you. Words. Yeah. So is, um, is it? But what is it about your? Is it? Is it the family? Is it relationship? What is it about that you subscribe to? Um, I never met nobody like her, mm. and and I, the way I look at life, she's a major part of that, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Then did you learn that before or after the fuck up? No, no, I knew that before. Got you. But a nigga gonna do what a nigga gonna gotcha, do, right? Gotcha, gotcha. You know, so, I knew that before, and, and we take those risks. Mm -hmm. A lot of women don't understand, like, how do y'all take risks for things you, you know, you may lose? Mm. You know what I mean? We, we, sometimes we just do. Right. You know, I, it's, it's not about being perfect. It's not about being, like, whatever your idea of loyal or faithful is may not be mine. You know, people confuse loyalty and being faithful all the time. So Which, how how did you have that? I mean, if you want to get into it, how mm -hmm. did you how did you have that conversation with her Were after you, I, after I heard her? Yeah, after you heard her, and then how 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 did the the, the process of her healing and understanding that? This is what I had to do. Let me tell you. What, let me tell you. What, let me tell you what I had to do and where I got it from. So I got caught cheating. My long story short, my girl went through my phone at night, and I was the idiot that didn't delete anything. So she found everything. Right, texts, old texts, old DMs, sex conversations, pictures, videos, all these things. Right. Um, knew who I was having sex with, all kind of stuff, at, at different times in my life. Um, I, for, I for sure thought she's gone, but I begged her not to leave me, right, the next day when she came home, because she had left. <laughs> I begged her not to leave me. And so the, the initial, she didn't tell me to get out or she didn't leave, like pack her bags and go, let me know that she loves me so much, but I hurt her the most, Right. Mm -hmm. So what do I have to do to get some kind of action to get me going back? Because I fucked up. Right. So what I had to do was I used to watch this show. Uh, Mary Mary had a reality show called something about Mary. So some some there's something about the Mary's something like that. Um, my man, uh, Warren Campbell's brother, Teddy, got caught, you know, in a, um, um, cheating and it was bad. So what he did was he told her everything. Right. Oh. He had a conversation with her. Told her about that, and then told her about she should never ever find out stuff in the past, stuff he did he was never caught about, everything. He had to do that to free himself and herself of any inkling of any more lies. Mm. So I told myself, I, I remember I called Dev, and I told Dev what happened, and I was sick to my goddamn stomach, and then I told Dev, this is what I got to do. And I'm about to do it, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I got to let her know every single thing I've ever done, ever. That you know, I'm talking about stuff she could, brother. You cannot. I was on tour, all kind of shit. Yeah. And so she told me the next day she forgave me. This is before I did what I did. Ooh. She told me she's standing in the kitchen doing dishes. She said, Babe, I got off the couch and I leaned in the kitchen. She's like, I just want to let you know I forgive you for what you did. I forgive you. So I walked in there, I kissed her, told her I love her. And then I didn't know what to say still. So as I went to work, I, I said, You know what? I had the conversation with Dev, like, nah, I got to tell her. So I came home and I sat her down. And I'm like, babe, I got to tell you something. I said, it's going to hurt. and You ain't going to like it. But I got to wipe myself. I got to start a, a clean slate. And I literally told her about every woman, phone sex conversation, who everybody was. I, I was By talking about name? Tour. 
Names. Names. She, she knew names already. Oh, but I just need to put the times with names sometimes. Oh, shit. I told her about tours, stuff she would never know. Being on tour with Warren, being out here, studio, old Mollywood shit. Like, there's nothing she don't know about. Right. There's literally nothing she don't know about. No girl can go to her about nothing. Wow. Ever. Because everything I did on my our, our range, mm. I told her. It hurt like hell. Hurt me, and it definitely killed her. It killed her. But. What it did was you got to do something drastic to get yourself out of something drastic. <laughs> if I, if you're going to build any kind of trust for somebody who don't trust you, you got to do something she never seen. Mm-hmm. You got to tell her some shit she never heard mm-hmm. by nobody, right? So I had to start there. That left me on a clean slate like, okay, now I know everything. How do I want to handle it from now? now? It's no more because sometimes girls deal with the kind of situation where you cheated, and now in their head they're like, well, what else you done did? I don't, I don't know who I'm around hanging with, be hanging with. I don't know what's going on. So I had to run that whole story down to let her know, like, look, man, never again. Here's everything. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Like, so I walk around comfortable today. My phone stay locked. She got my code. My phone be unlocked around the house. I, I, don't, I don't trip if I leave it. One time she drove off with my phone. I don't give a fuck. Ain't nothing in here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so she know. You know, so I had to deal with that. And it was the fear of me losing her. Because if, if you're going to lose her, this will be the time. Mm. She knew everything. She found right, out. Right, it wasn't right. about one situation. She found out about everything at one time. So it was crazy. And that fear of losing her, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was a grown man, bro. Mm. And I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. That's sick. Yeah, that's crazy. But that's love, too, yeah, though. No you know what I mean? I like, I like, it's different. Everybody can't hang. Everybody can't handle that type of shit. But that's real love, bro. I was scared to my motherfucking life. I was scared to death. Damn, you know what I mean? So I had to... I had to step up and do some real shit and then change it. I couldn't do some real shit and go back into my repetitive so, bullshit. So you, you go through the whole list. Yeah. All right. So you go through the whole list. She, I'm not saying she forgives you at that moment, but you guys obviously worked through it or whatever. Mm-hmm. At at that moment, was there other shit? She's like, oh, shit, I've got to tell her about that. I told So that only happened That only happened because I, try, I, I tried to halfway do it at first. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and told her everything, but I left one out because the one I left out was um, – I'm being so honest right here. I'm sure you're mad, but um, the one I left out was one she always asked me about. Damn. Because I, 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 I told her about all this shit. I'm right. thinking to myself like, but if I tell her this, it's over. Uh-huh. So I, I told her all that, and I ended up leaving after that. You know, she cried. We had the conversation and all, all that. Right. I ended up going to work. And then while I was out, I felt like you're a fake-ass nigga mm-hmm. because you want to play like it's real or you real. You sat here and was real with her, but you wasn't you were, yeah. because you hiding something. And you done told all that, what you hiding that for? Because you're really worried about what's going on. But you need it needs to be fair. And you need to start at a real clean slate. Right. It's not a real clean slate if you leave that out. Yeah. Plus, it's going to be damaging if and when that comes out. out. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So it wasn't necessarily to protect me. It was like, I got to be real with her. Mm. She deserve it. She didn't do nothing to me. You know what I mean? Like, you just did this to her. She didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, so I had to come back and tell that one more person. Ugh. I killed her. Well, look. Oh. No, I was gonna say before we close out because I do want to. I want to definitely make sure we plug the podcast because these conversations that you have in unfiltered raw, and I, I definitely appreciate you having them. These are conversations obviously motherfuckers talk about, yeah, but never really put on the blast. Like, but you do this on your podcast as yeah. well. You you had these conversations with the overrated truth. So kind of talk about that. You mentioned your co-host a little earlier, but talk about the reason why you decided to start the podcast because it was something before. You it was a was it the bad luck show? It was cook, the cookout. The cookout. Yeah, 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 the cookout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you you transformed to the to overrated the truth. So overrated truth. Um, we named it that because it's kind of like my brother head where I was I was telling him earlier how you know shit is ever changing. Everything is perspective. Everything is subjective. Right. So the overrated truth is. If you look at what you, whatever you think truth is, probably ain't the truth to somebody else. Yeah. In real life, not that somebody's trying to play with you. Somebody probably just don't see it as that, and it is what it is. Because we we deal with humans out here, and that's how humans get down. Mm. So we call it that, first of all, so we can talk about anything. I didn't want to box us into, like, the current events or, like, love and sex and religion and spirituality. I want to be able to talk about everything. Um, the overrated truth is about four co-hosts, Mahoney, um, Lays, my, my good brother, Badrew. And myself, um, four different type of people come from different backgrounds, all born and bred in L.A., and we just see things differently. We like to call our podcast um, the podcast Writing the Wrongs of the World, right? Writing all the wrongs of the world, that's what we call our podcast, um, because we, we like to tell the un- unfiltered truth about everything. 
whatever that truth is to to myself and us at the time, uh, and we leave ourselves wide open to have them kind of conversations. I, I've been talked about my um my cheating on my show early on. Mm-hmm. I've been talked about people being depressed. I hear myself dealing with drugs and my weight and all kinds of stuff. I've been talked about all that. I figure, you know, you talk about all these things, man, because I heard Nip say one time, I'm sorry, not Nip. I have Van Lathan say one time, which I'm sure Nip said it, right? But um, <laughs> no, I said it from, I'm sure Nip yeah, said something yeah, like this. Right. Uh, Van Lathan said his father told him uh, a real man is a man of service. Mm-hmm. And I look at life like that, like as as we're talking, I know his head all the time. My, myself, as our tweets are a little different at times, but we post our tweets on Instagram. You yeah. know, mine are a little more stupid. But head, for the most part, it's always some game and real inspiring. I try to drop mines in there every once in a while, but it's something that was on his mind, and then in that, he's teaching people things. Yeah, They're like gems for people that he thought about or, or, or read or learned and then he think you should know, yeah, right. And then if you read the comments, people are learning shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be. And I, I noticed when you talk to people on your live, also it's the same thing. I'm gonna give you the real, but I'm I'm not giving you the real out of me being mean or rude. I'm trying to help niggas, That's and it. in return, you help yourself because it feels good to do that. It's not like giving a bum money and filming it. It's just like, you know, anytime you can offer a game to somebody, any kind of game or education or any kind of information, I think you're doing a good, you're doing a a job and you're being a man of service out here. That's why I pride myself on being an open book. Because if I, if somebody think I'm cool out there and I tell y'all like, man, I was addicted to drugs, my nigga, I thought I was going to die. Or this shit cool. I'm, I'm weird because I'm so confident in me and who I am. But then the flip side is, I tend to not like my weight. I can't even explain it sometimes. Yeah, it sounds like it's an oxymoron. No, no, no. I feel the but same I'm way. literally in the middle of that, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm literally like, bro, I have so much confidence. But the flip side is, it's like, but damn, nigga, you have to go to that store to get your shit, not that store. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You couldn't go to H&M to get you the monkey hoodie. I got to go to DXL to get you my You couldn't go to shit. H&M to get the monkey hoodie. You, you had know, to go. I can't, no. I can't <laughs> get <the> H&M. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, you know so I deal with them. It's like right there in the middle. But I think that's duality. I understand balance, and I understand everything ain't for everybody. Well, I like that. I like that perspective too. Because and you are right about what you said. But I, I try to what I try to do is mm-hmm. make sure to give people what I feel like I didn't have or we Straight didn't have up. coming up. Because then didn't nobody help or take tell us the shit. Right. Like, I had to learn everything on my. I mean, your shit is different. You had relationships, but like for me and mine's like niggas had to really learn on their own. And I have a little bit of resentment for that. So. And I don't like that the game was to be sold, not to be told. No, like, no, no, no. So that's why I just give it away. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I, f- I feel like that's what we lacking in our community. I see I got a Jewish homie in his community. They they go and they teach each other shit about yeah. economics. They teach, teach each other finance. And then and then I know uh, one of my uh, one of my Asian homies, mm-hmm. they teach each other business, how to start. That's why they own all the salons. Exactly. And, uh, everything exactly. like that. And it's like in our community, what are we teaching each other? You want to hold information in. It's yep. like a whole different thing. Nigga won't even tell you where you got to choose from. Let him drop some game. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you get those from? I mean. Oh, man, my girl. Yeah. Got those, nigga. You don't want to tell me the story. because you. That, but, that, but, but you got to think. Those are little signs. It's like somebody say, uh, 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 or you say, what's up, man? Oh, man, shit, if I had your hand, I cut mine off. Mm. It's hate. That's hate. Mm. What's up, superstar? That's hate. Yeah. All that shit lined yeah. in hate. Yeah. It's all lined. It's like little inklings of hate, but it's going to grow into something monstrous. Trying to get like yeah. you. You're going to be a full like hater. Yeah. Trying to get like you, my nigga. Yeah. In real life, you are. Man. You fucking hater. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know? But that's all. Yeah, that's why. I kick it like that where I like my mind is ever wondering, is ever learning, is ever changing mm-hmm. uh, because I like to stay on the edge with things. I, I like to learn things. So, and as I, as I do, that's why I talk so goddamn much. I like to tell people stuff I learned or experienced. Yeah, hell yeah. Because, man, it might help you. Should help me when I learned it. It helped me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I still need help. Yeah. So if you if you shoot it out there, do you get cats like fuzz hitting you? Wanna work you out or you a pause? Wanna work out with you? <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's 2019, you don't have to say that no more. <laughs> I, that's what they say. I mean, <laughs> we all still laugh. Right. <laughs> it's still man, funny. Right. Yeah, but yeah, man. I, but, it's real shit, man. That's it. Well, I, I do appreciate you coming on, man. I mean, like literally the the thing that I love about this conversation is that 
There was, I mean, aside from the podcast, obviously, I do want folks to check that out to get more of your opinion and everything. There was really nothing to, to promote. We just want to have Talk, you on. You so, know? and let me tell people real quick. Tell so yeah. you think this is no fucking business shit, yeah. whatever. This literally happened because I called, and I'm sure you probably told you, I called Chuck to tell him, yo, I want to come on your podcast. I mean, come on your uh, homegrown radio, talk some shit. He like, man, what you want to do? I said, man, I just miss you. I want to talk some shit. Yeah, that's it. Literally that, bro. I don't, it's not about promoting anything. Sometimes I just, y'all got a dope platform. I already love y'all. So y'all got a dope platform already. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a good conversation just come from being brothers. Yeah. You talk this shit, man. You learn some shit. Yeah. I, I learned, you learn shit about head, me, yeah. Chuck, that you probably never fucking knew all. about all of us, which I think will help in the long run. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's good to just have these natural conversations instead of everybody promoting them something all the goddamn time. West Coast. It feels good, man. It feels good. But to you can go you. get my new app now. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I'm stepping back into the rapping. You know what I mean? I'm only doing this, this is my, a little bit. This is my I'm coming out of retirement part. Yeah. Right, right. Nah, but make sure you you follow Bad Luck seriously, man. Dude, dude drops game. And he got a shadow band right now too. Funny man. as a motherfucker too. At Bad Luck, uh, yeah, man. Just just keep it, keep involved with the motherfucker. What he's doing, man. I love you to death, man. Keep on love doing you too, your man. shit. Love y'all, man. Bad Luck, Chuck does with DJ had his homegrown radio, man. We out.